0: If you know that there are some boundaries that are non-negotiable for you when it comes to work, i.e. not working on the weekends because you need to spend time with your children or your partner, then you really need to think about if you, you can sit down and have that conversation with your boss. Are you in an environment or a team that is gonna be respectful of you as a person? Because I'm such a firm believer that if we invest and in a considerate of people's personal needs and requirements outside of work, that just makes them a better person in the workplace too. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hello Balancers and welcome to BTS number seven of the Balance Theory Podcast. I want to thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with us this morning, this afternoon, today, wherever it is in your time zone, whether you are walking, cleaning the house, driving, or just hanging out, vegging out, listening to a podcast. I really appreciate the time you're taking to invest into yourself and grow as a balancer. And I'm so glad you're here as well, because today we're talking about something really, really important. And This is something I've spoken about before in parts, but not to this degree of specificity before. And that is boundaries that I feel are non-negotiable if we want to protect and have a healthy mindset. So just as a reference, and I suppose as a starting point, I wanted to offer a really simple definition as to what a healthy mindset actually looks and feels like. But feel free to sub in your own definition if you feel something else better aligns for you. So for me, a healthy mindset is when I feel connected with myself. I'm offering such a simple definition because I feel it is so simple. When we are connected with ourselves, we act from a place of love and alignment. We can hear ourselves. Our priorities and our values are clear and we are more intuitive and so make naturally better decisions. And as a byproduct of this, boundaries we need to protect that healthy mindset are against or towards things that jeopardize that connection with self. And I feel like this is such a key place to start because sometimes setting boundaries can feel really uncomfortable and scary. But if we bring ourselves back with a gentle reminder that whatever we are blocking out or creating distance from is because it's a threat to our connection with ourselves, it feels just that little bit easier and gives us the strength to stand in our own power. So I'm gonna focus on three key boundaries I feel we should all set to protect our connection to self and as a byproduct, our balance. And these are boundaries with number one, people whose voices overpower your own. Number two, topics that trigger you or topics maybe with certain people. And number three, work boundaries. So let's start with number one, people whose voices overpower your own. This looks like the friend who always shuts you down, tries to change your mind, or is insistent with their opinion. Maybe you can't even get a word in with a person like this in the room. Maybe you're afraid to even vocalize your thoughts at the fear of being shut down or told otherwise. This could even be subtler in the form of people who care about you a lot, but maybe they just lack a little bit of self-awareness and so their opinion may come across in the form of guilt-tripping or shaming you type language. So it's kind of that vibe where it's not really explicit that they're not really wanting the best for you, but maybe just through their language, they make you feel like you're not good enough or worthy. Irrespective of whether their intentions are good or bad, if you have someone in your life and the impact is it drowns out your own voice and makes theirs louder than your own in your own head, you really need to set some boundaries. It's obvious that by having someone like this in your life, especially if they're a prominent part or someone you see very frequently, would make your connection to self weaker or really diminish that tie you've got internally. And so there are a few ways you can instill boundaries with people, and particularly if there's someone in your family or friend circle, which really makes it complicated um, and hard to avoid, even a colleague at work. So you can firstly choose to go all the way and limit exposure as much as possible, which doesn't mean technically like avoiding all conversations or events where they are, but you really are reducing it down to the bare minimum. Of course, depending on how intrusive this person is, that might be an avenue you choose to go down. But just remember, by curating your life around and on the basis of somebody else's behavior, you end up making them the center. So if you end up avoiding events altogether, you're making decisions based off somebody else and not yourself. So just think about it. And that's especially true if it's an event that you really want to go to. We don't want to be drowning out our own voice or our own wants for the purpose of somebody else. A better approach could be to consider how you can be more protective in those scenarios. So that looks like maybe don't string out a conversation with them just because you feel like it's awkward or you feel like you need to say something and fill the space just for the sake of it. Just be polite and exit the situation when you feel you can start tipping into that danger zone or that area where it's a little bit uncomfortable so this leads us on to a boundary which we'll go into a little bit deeper in the next point but that could also be limiting the topics you speak about with certain people so say someone usually quite pleasant to chat with but the second money comes up or topic about work they become really really opinionated and forceful in a way that feels quite intrusive then avoid having these conversations with those people Ultimately, this first boundary is really about managing the limits of what your connection to self can handle and making sure that you're aware of the people or situations that jeopardize that. And just thinking of ways to become more protective around them. So for this one, you just want to think about those people that maybe you have in your circle or your life or regular encounters that are voices that overpower your own and find some workarounds of how you can maybe avoid having unnecessarily long conversations with them or what topics you know you need to avoid with those people. It's also a really good exercise to undertake if you don't have those people in your life right now but you have in the past, so that you can start to maybe create a bit of a pattern or a level of awareness in case you meet those people again in the future and therefore need to create some new boundaries. The next boundary, the second boundary, is one we've briefly touched on and that is with topics that trigger you. We all have those touchy subjects that we would rather not discuss, and that's for multiple personal reasons. Maybe it's something you're currently working through or struggling with. Maybe it brings up some difficult memories or some painful memories or a topic that strikes a chord about a limiting belief you might have, for example. And so to these things, I offer two comments when it comes to boundaries with topics. The first is yes, absolutely set them. In a group situation, it's really, really easy to step out or remove yourself from a conversation if you feel like a touchy subject is coming up that you don't really want to be involved in. It's slightly less simple, I suppose, in a one-on-one conversation, but there are ways to be short and polite and indicate to the other person that you're not interested discussing the topic or really easy ways to just change the conversation. So a good boundary in this area means that you consciously do not bring these things up either. So whether it's via gossip or general conversation or a weird feeling that you are compelled or you need to overshare, so overshare as I'm talking to you, if you know that it triggers you to a point where you cannot connect with yourself, you get lost in the waves of thoughts and emotions that the topic brings with it, then just avoid it. This might not always be in a physical conversation space either. It might mean you have to mute people, topics or hashtags or content, things on Instagram and Twitter, other socials that invade your personal space too. Let's not forget the profound impact that scrolling through content like that makes you feel. So if you have a really touchy limiting belief that maybe you're lazy and talking about other people's success or things that they've achieved are really triggering for you because it makes you feel like you're not doing enough then maybe it's time to consider the kinds of people you're following and what version of success they're relaying. Maybe you need to sit down and relook at what you're thinking about success. And this is just like a really kind of the first example that's come into my head. But it's about noticing, okay, what's triggering me? Why is it triggering me? Can I just mute it while I'm working this out? Otherwise you kind of are opening yourself up to constant disconnection and disassociation with self. And you're letting other people's version or voice through topics drown that out. I did say I had another comment and this is in the realm of opportunity. A boundary is a way to protect yourself. And as we said, that connection to yourself, that's what we're protecting by setting a boundary. But I think what's interesting is if you know that a topic is triggering for you, it's an opportunity to understand something about yourself. Can you reflect on why it's triggering? If it's something quite deep and traumatic, it's always advised that you speak and work through this with a professional. However, if it's something that you're already aware of and you can enlighten yourself on, What can you learn from the situation? Does it point to, as we said before, maybe a limiting belief you hold about yourself or your potential? If it's something you're always frustrated by or annoyed at, or you feel bad about yourself after having a conversation about it or seeing it online, then take note of it. What can it show you about yourself and an area that you might feel deficient in? Maybe it's something you actually are actively striving for, but every time you see somebody else achieving a milestone that you want to achieve, it makes you reflect really negatively on your own journey. Start the self-investigation whilst having your boundary up for protection and over time you may actually not even need that boundary once you get to the core of maybe what it is about that topic that triggers you. If it's not something you need to work through and it's point blank triggering, then it's just no question. Protect yourself at all costs and exit situations where you feel those topics coming up and ultimately really avoid bringing them up yourself. So the final and third boundary I think we definitely need to instill for a healthy mindset is within the realm of work, and that's work boundaries. This point is particularly poignant for my fellow working from home people, but it applies nonetheless to all workers in general, whether you run a business or work for somebody else. We know that being switched on all the time, plugged in, gives us no space or room to hear ourselves. So healthy boundaries with work for me personally look like overtime on the absolute rare occasion or in urgent situations only, having multiple breaks throughout the day, saying no when I'm already overwhelmed or at capacity, asking for help when I need it, not working on the weekends, not having work related notifications on my personal phone and not working before I complete my morning routine of non-negotiables which is meditating, eating and exercising. These are of course what work for me and your work boundaries will only be able to be curated by you as we each have a different preference for how we like to work, when we like to work and how we like to work. I think I said how they're twice, when, where and why maybe? You get what I'm saying. (laughs) And on top of that, we have individualized preferences for how we like to live and start our day, enjoy our meals, maybe unwind at night, spend time on the weekends. So factor all of those in when figuring out what your work boundaries need to look like. Get to know them trial them out, see what you like, be defiant in protecting your personal space because I'm sure as many of you know, when you let that fine line get crossed, especially repetitively with personal and work, it's very, very invasive and you're left with essentially no time for yourself, which translates to being completely muted from your own voice and needs. You end up putting work and I'm sure you've all been in this situation before and I'm not saying it's never, never necessary. I'm talking about repeatedly over a long period of time You may end up putting work over your own priorities and that never, never ends well. I probably don't need to go on too much about why this is so critical, but if you've ever gone to the point of having your needs muted or drowned out by the requirements of your job, then you're probably gonna be really familiar with what I'm talking about. And ultimately, if you know that there are some boundaries that are non-negotiable for you when it comes to work, i.e. not working on the weekends because you need to spend time with your children or your partner, then you really need to think about if you, you can sit down and have that conversation with your boss, are you in an environment or a team that is going to be respectful of you as a person? Because I'm such a firm believer that if we invest in a considerate of people's personal needs and requirements outside of work, that just makes them a better person in the workplace too. And so getting to know if you, if you manage people in a team, ask them how do they like to work? What are some ways that you can get to know them and their preferences so that you can actually respect their person and their personal time. And I guarantee you this will come back to you tenfold in terms of their energy and effort in the workplace because it will just make them an overall happier person when they have the freedom and flexibility and no judgment to just be themselves in their personal time. So those are three boundaries I think we all need to have a healthy mindset. Boundaries with people whose voices overpower your own, topics that trigger you or topics for certain people, and work boundaries. And do you know what makes these boundaries so easy to uphold once you actually get in the swing of doing them? Having people in your circle who get it, who get you and understand because they want that for themselves too. So send these to two of your bestest friends and get all in on protecting each other's boundaries. Make it like a little challenge and really honor and respect each other when a boundary is called out. Knowledge is great when we hear it, but it's even better when we share it. Let's all work together to protect each other's connection to self and make that a non-negotiable in our circles, in our personal lives and even in the workplace. Thank you all so much for listening and I'll see you all on Monday for another guest episode.